everybody. Welcome back to your favorite podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to make change without changing. I know that this is a, what's the word for it? My God, the thing where it's, a, it's an oxymoron. That's the one. There we go. Nailed it off to a hot start. It's an oxymoron, but we're humans. We don't really want to change. We get into our comfort zones and then we sort of perfect those comfort zones. And then we don't really want to leave them for anything, even at the detriment of our own health, mental health, all that fun stuff. So when we're trying to create change, how can we do that in a way that's going to actually be able to change us enough to see results, but not enough to cause resistance? And that's basically what we're going to be running over today. Before we get into it, though, one thing I do want to talk about, because I'm going to go probably into a bit of a rabbit hole with this one, because I've actually written some stuff down. By the time that you're listening to this, the eight-week challenge has opened its intake. We are starting on the 29th of January, but the intake itself, it should be open, it should be open. Um, The intake itself closes on 11.59am, Saturday, the 27th of January. I know people listening to this are like, wow, that was so intense. But I was looking up to the sky, trying to think what the fuck that word was. When does it close? Anyway, uh, intake is already open. We start on the 29th of January, which is a Monday, of course, because everything starts on a Monday, but then it closes on the Saturday before that, the 27th at 11.59 a.m. So that is going to be a weekend of work for me. That is going to be so fun. We love it. And when I did this challenge or when we did this challenge initially, it was amazing. 43 people came in and the results and the feedback and everything from that challenge, people who did the challenge, showed up to the calls, engaged in the Discord community, asked questions, DM'd myself and Laura, whoever was their coach at the time. People who put a lot into the challenge, they got a hell of a lot out of it. And you can tell the difference between who was definitely engaged and what their feedback form looked like, obviously when they finished the challenge, compared to someone that um, sort of existed in silence and sort of chilled in the back compared to their feedback form. And we're trying to do a better job this time of making sure that everyone feels comfortable enough to be able to engage or to DM us. And we message everyone through that to say, hey, what's going on? It is a little bit more of a group format, but when we've updated it based on the feedback from the last challenge, I said to myself, well, the price is going up by a hundred bucks. It's now $349 for an entire eight weeks worth of challenge. It's still cheap as all shit. But for me, someone who struggles with imposter syndrome and never being good enough, I said, if I were to charge an extra $1,000 for this challenge, what would I expect that to be? How would I expect that to run? So with that in mind, I've completely updated all of the videos, the onboarding site, frequently asked questions, bonus education. We have a weekly call with myself and Laura. We're going to be formatting that a hell of a lot better. So there's a weekly mindset topic or conversation that me and her are going to run over so that everyone in the call can benefit from it. And then we're opening up for 30 minutes of Q&A. And based on the last time, we're probably going to end up running over that 30 minutes Q&A because we want to try and help as much as we can and give as much feedback as we can and as value and make it as valuable as we can. So this, I fucking, I cannot say it enough. This challenge is going to be the most affordable, most valuable thing that we do. Valuable in the sense of it's not even 50 bucks a week for the entire eight weeks. Not even that. Weekly group calls, you get uh, initially personalized calorie and macro uh, spreadsheet if you want to be tracking them in the questionnaire. This is a choose your own adventure challenge. You can choose if you want to be tracking just calories or just protein or calories and protein or calories and all the macros if you don't want to be tracking at all. 
We also have videos for people who don't want to track, but just improve their relationship with food. We've covered a lot of bases. I'm not going to say we've covered all of them because I don't know what else is out there that I don't know. So we've covered a lot of bases. It's all there. We're going to provide as much value as we can. And we're going to give you a sneak peek into what it's like to work with myself and Laura and the fitness genie, our philosophies and style. If you've ever considered even like 1% of working with us, this is the best place to start. 349 bucks for the entire eight week challenge. If you get to the end of it and you go, yeah, you know what? Trav actually overhyped this like all hell. I don't love it. Message me and say, hey, I didn't really like it. Or I don't feel like I got out what was promised. I'm going to give you a full refund. That's it. Obviously, I'm going to ask some questions like this is how it happens. Full refund, if I am to do it. Full refund. Yep, that's going back into your account in whatever days. And then what can I do to make sure that next time this comes up that I can improve it? Like how can I be better? How can we do this? Like the Team Fitness Genie. How can we do it to improve it so next time this comes up, what happened and blah, 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 so that we can fix it for the next time it happens. You get your full refund, you get all that stuff. So that is the absolute worst case situation. You get coached for eight weeks, you get all your money back. Absolute worst case situation. Actually, that's a lie. The worst case situation happened for when we started this challenge last time, 43 people were in. We had about six people message the week that it started and said, hey, uh, is it too late to join the challenge? You know, I was on the fence for a while, but I'm seeing all the updates. Uh, like, how do I get involved now? And unfortunately, we had to tell them, you're going to have to wait for the next one. We are capped out. We have too many people in. And basically, we just don't have the time to get you started. Unfortunately, you're going to have to wait for the next one, which is this one. So make sure you get in. There is a link in the bio. I'll figure it out for later as to what word you can comment. I think it's challenge at the moment or eight week or something like that. I'll figure it out though. But go to Instagram, get on the bio, and you can see the eight-week challenge there. It'll take you to a landing page, give you all the information as to what you're going to be getting, and then you can sign up. I cannot... It's going to be fucking amazing. That's all I can say. It is going to be amazing. I cannot put it into words as to how excited I am because I know how much goddamn value and time and effort we have all put into creating this thing, as well as with the previous intake of people. I'm going to shut up because it's fucking amazing. If you're considering it, stop considering it. Fucking do it. Worst case, give you your money back. Best case, you get kickstarted and you change your perspective on dieting forever. And maybe we have a couple breakthroughs through the entire eight weeks that is going to be still more valuable than anything that you've ever, ever paid for before. I'm that confident. Will it be? No idea. I don't know what you've done. But over-providing is definitely the aim of this challenge. That's what we want to be doing. So into the podcast for today's episode. How to make change without changing. So, yeah, like I said, none of us like changing. We are humans. We like to perfect our comfort zone, even at the detriment of our own physical and mental health. That is just a pain in the ass reality that we're going to have to face. And, you know, I've done it as well. You can't see around my room because I'm filming in vertical, but I've pretty much made all of this as comfortable for me as possible because I want all of that for when I'm working to produce quality shit for all of you. When we get too comfortable in our in our comfort zones, and they said health zones, when we get too comfortable in our comfort zones, we shrink our expectations of what we can do, what we should do, and what we're capable of as well. So for example, COVID is a, is a good example, particularly for those that were in Melbourne with all of the different lockdowns and the social anxiety that comes from COVID no matter where you were. Everyone had different comfort zones. It was very expanded. And now all of a sudden, we're looking at our comfort zone being just the house and 
maybe from there, if your comfort zone gets really bad, then it's just your room. Or maybe if you're in a room share, maybe your comfort zone is just your room. And maybe even getting to the bathroom is like, oh my God, I don't want to run down the hallway or bump into anyone or do this, that or whatever. The comfort zone continuously shrinks, shrinks, shrinks until you feel so paralyzed and crippled that you can't do anything that even if you did want to try something, you can't do it because your comfort zone is that small. That's why I like, and Laura fucking loves this as well, of pushing the boundaries of what your comfort zone are. What your comfort zone is. That's the one. That's where it is. Those are the words, Travis, um, of actually getting that pushed a little bit, working within the comfort zone to make sure you feel comfortable enough and prepared enough to take a step outside of it, experience it, come back to the comfort zone and then go, oh, that wasn't that bad. Boom. You've expanded your comfort zone however much that you have by doing that extra little thing that you've done. So pushing that comfort zone is going to be amazing. But when you don't push that comfort zone, you get really stuck in your ways. You don't want to change because anything, anything outside of the comfort zone or anything that's going to make you change is going to be outside the comfort zone. And it's going to be really small for you. And it's going to be very anxiety inducing going to cause a lot of anxiety for you for when you want to make that change. I know experience. I don't know how many, but a lot, like a high majority of clients that initially when they jump on the phone with me and I go, oh, that's amazing. Like how long have you been following for? A lot of them, probably like 80% are like, oh, I've been following you for like six to 12 months. 10% of people are like, oh, I saw something and I've just been following for like a few weeks and it hits all the boxes. I'm ready to sign up. Let's do this. The other 10% are like, I've been following you for like four years, five years. Love all the shit, love everything. But now I'm, now I'm ready to do this. For the 80% of people that follow for six to 12 months, when they initially jump on the phone with me, they wanted to do what the other 10% of people do and follow me for a few weeks and go, fuck, this guy is on the money with everything that he's saying with diet, culture, belief systems, mindset, everything. It's like he's talking directly to me but they don't do that in the first few weeks. They question themselves. They doubt themselves. They spend six to 12 months making sure they've got all the information, make sure they've got all of the TikTok videos, all of the IG stories, all of the podcast episodes. They're consuming all of that until it is either enough is enough, like they have to need to make this change and then they sign up or they just go, you know what? Literally every question I would ever have has been answered already. I need to do it because what else am I going to get from all of this other than good vibes? You know, we love good vibes. Good vibes are what it's about. But what else are we going to get outside of all this? And if we're listening to all this, we're consuming all of this and we feel motivated for 24 hours, but we don't actually take action with that motivation and nothing's really changing, then what are we doing? What are we doing here? It's like listening to, well, the podcast or listening to a self-help book or reading a self-help book or reading any book or doing anything for yourself. This is why a lot of people know what they need to do, but they don't do it because change is uncomfortable. We don't want to do that because we've perfected a comfort zone. So how do we actually do that? Let me unlock my computer and stall you while I do that. There we go. Face got me real good. The, the thing with just, just weight loss, let's start there. When you've done eight week challenges or shit like that in the past, or just classic crash diet stuff, it's often... Forget everything that you know, and you do this now. This is who you are. This is what you do. This is what you're about. Don't question it. Don't think. Just fucking do this, which is why 
the weight always comes back on because you're not thinking, you're not learning, you're not, you're doing a lot of things, but you're not taking it in, absorbing it, which is why when people go on to like any meal delivery service, like Jenny Craig or Muscle Meals or My Muscle Chef or fucking anything, the number one thing I say is like, that's awesome. Convenience, if you have the money to pay for that convenience, which we did when like a while back and we did Muscle Chef meals, they were amazing. Didn't have to think, didn't do anything, pop it in the microwave, done, it's all good. But it is definitely a very high fee for that level of convenience. And now we just, we basically have a rule that if we're paying for convenience, well, then we're not going to do it because if we really wanted it, we'd go make it happen. And if we do really want it and it's convenient, then, you know, fantastic. But we're trying not to pay for convenience fees because we should be able to do it ourselves. Sometimes we do, I'm not going to lie to you, but majority of the time. So that's why the weight comes back on because you're not thinking, you're not learning, you're not doing. Uh, forgot that last sentence there. When you do have those meal delivery services, you're not thinking, you're not doing, you're just like, yep, boom, chuck it in the microwave, it's all done. One thing I do say to people when they do those things is to basically take note of the serving size of everything that you're consuming. How much is in there? How much meat? How much potato? How much veggies? How much this? How much that? How would you replicate that for yourself? What types of foods are you eating, consuming? How would you make that for yourself? So that hopefully by the time that you finish that meal delivery service, whenever it is, you know roughly, oh, well, I did uh, slow cooked beef and rice plus a whole bunch of veggies. How would I do that homemade? Or we had butter chicken with this. How would I do that homemade? All of a sudden, those meals are not just meals there for convenience. You're writing them down and creating a meal list for yourself to go, oh, I liked these 26 different meals that I had. How can I make them from home? How do I figure that out? And then you've got something to be able to focus on. You're creating a menu and a meal for yourself. So that way you can actually do something. You can actually create the meals that you want to create and have that sort of nutrition that you want to have. I hope this is making sense. <laughs> then you don't have to pay for the convenience fee. You can just do it yourself. So if you, if you want to be making that change, but you're scared of the change, then what we do is we make small changes. There's a lot of changes there. So if you're scared of making the change, for example, if you're scared of signing up for the transformation program or with the eight-week intake that is going on at the moment, this is going to be really weird for people that are listening in like three, four months' time and catching up on everything. Um, but any hoosies, um, our next challenge intake is going to be very late August 2024. We only have two challenge intakes per year. So if you are listening to this very late, well then hell, that's your next chance to do the challenge. But anywho, if you want to make that change, but you're scared that it's going to be too much, for example, like the transformation program, one of the most common questions is like, so what's the meal plan like? Or what's the training like? Or how many days is it here? Or this and that, because I understand where those questions are coming from, from things that you've done in the past of just basically, hey, this is your meal plan. This is your how many days you work out. Go fucking do that. We'll see you in eight to 12 weeks. Have fun. We don't do that. So it's, re it's really fun to explain to people that we don't usually do meal plans. We just take what you're doing as your lifestyle at the moment, make some small changes based on whatever data that you give us for calories or protein or hey, I'm sleeping better or I'm feeling shit if you're not tracking or, what you know, goods and bads. And we just sort of take all that into account and say, okay, let's focus on this for this week. It's a small change. It's taking what you already do and changing it ever so slightly so that by the time we finish six months together, 
you're a completely different person with a brand new lifestyle. And doing that lifestyle, very easy to sustain your results when it's just something that you naturally do and wake up for, and that's how you live your life. And you got your results by just living your life. That is, that is in a massive walnut, that is the transformation program. That is our philosophy. Change the habits, lifestyles, belief systems, thought patterns, so that you can just wake up, live your life, and sustain or keep your results. Because Sustain or keep as if they're different words. Sustain your results or keep pushing for more results is what I wanted to say, but didn't. So yeah, uh, that's basically the giant walnut of what we're after and what we do. And massive spoiler alert, that's what I'm going to give in this episode right now. We're going to make small changes. Take what you're already doing and make a change that is enough to see results, but not enough to feel like, holy shit, it's a chore. How am I going to do this? For example, if you don't go to the gym and then I say, sign up at the gym and go five days a week that's probably going to feel like a bit too much. So what we're going to do instead is, you know, start with a walk. What do you do here? I think I've actually got one of these written down. So, and I I can fucking already hear all of you all or nothing people being like, but I can't do that because it's small. And uh, if I'm not doing everything, then what's the fucking point? Well, let me fucking tell you. I'll get to that. All right. Give me a goddamn second. (laughs) Stop yelling at me. Uh, Where is this goddamn small change idea? So, uh... You know, fuck it, I'm just going to roll it. So if you don't go to the gym, but you do have a 15-minute break at work, then what does that 15-minute break look like? Could you go for a walk? Could you just take the stairs down, up, do this, whatever? If it's your morning tea, like, can you stand up? Can you do stuff? Like, what can you do that you're already... What do you already do that you could make a very small tweak to? For a lot of people that do desk work, the biggest thing that ends up getting them a lot of results, motivation, disconnecting, and honestly, less decision fatigue and mental burnout is them breaking up the day with a walk or a workout in the middle of the day. Particularly if they're working from home and they can basically just step outside and go for a walk, fantastic. Or if they live like near a gym or just like two minutes down the road from one or you know within 10 minutes, whatever your workout is, whatever your workout plans are, something that is like, right, between my lunch break is, I mean, it's my work, so I can pick whatever I want, but my lunch break is 11.45 to 1.15 p.m. I usually end up working through till about 12.30 and then eating lunch and then getting back into work and mode and everything at about one. So I typically have a half hour break, but I've set myself uh, an hour and a half out because I know that that's what typically works for me because I spend 15, 30 minutes finishing off what I was doing writing down all of the things that I need to be doing or to give myself like a launch off point to be like, Hey, when you get back from lunch, don't forget you were doing this. That works out super well for me. But I know not a lot of people have that. So if you do have 30 minutes or 45 minutes or 60 minutes or whatever your break is, how do you get that? How can you break it up? How can you disconnect? Do you have a podcast or a book that you could, do you have a podcast that you could listen to and go for a walk and just be like, yep, no, all I have to do is change my shoes, done, go for a walk. When you get back, deodorant like all fuck air yourself out get under a fan cool yourself down as best you can and then hey you're back into work Um, if that's your only lunch break then obviously eat your lunch and then go for a walk or you know what what is your life basically i'm not going to come up with a million different variables because it's your life you know what you're doing and what you would have the capacity to do when you've started to do that or you can do it in the morning when you wake up god damn it I'm, i'm stuck in that head you could do it in the morning when you wake up Start waking up 15 minutes earlier, get up, get changed, 
go for a 10 minute walk, come back, get the day started. Or absolute worst case, if it is, for example, it's summer at the moment, when it's the morning, could you make your breakfast in the morning and go sit outside in the sun with it? Something different. And then just see what the difference is between doing what you normally do and making that small change, which is what we're going to get into for the all or nothing people that are fucking screaming at me. I can hear it. If you are one of those people like myself, we're like, oh, that's, that's not enough. I'm not going to see good enough results by doing this one small thing. Then I know that you're going to know this, but I'm going to tell you anyway, so that you can get it into your fucking head because it took me a lot of hearing this to be able to experience it. It may not be enough to see the results that you want right now. Everything that you've ever done in the past, all of what you've done in the past has led to nothing. So you've ended up doing all of the things to get nothing. You've ended up with all of nothing. So maybe it's time to do something to get something. And when you start small, it's a lot easier to sustain that and keep going. And when it gets boring, you can make it fun. You can step it up. You can pick another challenge. You can pick another thing. When you crash and burn from typical things that you've done of going all or nothing to get the results that you want, you usually end ending up with nothing because you're crashing and burning. So then you have to spend that time recovering, losing the results that you just got because either A, you didn't learn anything, you didn't change anything about yourself, you temporarily changed your body to get something that you thought was going to bring you happiness, but lo and behold, it fucking didn't because you had to sacrifice your social life, basically your entire life and the foods that you enjoy, and the drinks that you enjoy, and everything about yourself to achieve a look that I'm willing to bet right now we don't have. So maybe doing all or nothing, as much as that's what you want and that's what I want, maybe that's not the best way to go about it. What is the most reasonable way for you to assume that you can get your results and keep them? Not what is the most easiest, quickest way for you to get your results, what is the most reasonable way for you to get the results that you want and be able to sustain them? Maybe starting with something small and different to what you've done in the past is the answer for you. I don't know if it is. For a lot of our clients, it is. But for you, I don't know. So when it comes to the all or nothing mindset of picking smaller goals and doing smaller things and taking your life and making one small tweak and two weeks later being like, yep, cool, that's in. Another two weeks doing that. If there's 52 weeks in the year and you make one small insignificant, it feels quote unquote insignificant, change every two weeks, there's 26 changes that you've made in the year. Would it be reasonable for you to assume that if you made 26 small changes, regardless of time frame, that you would be a better person, that you would be in a better position, a better mental health headspace? You would have better mental health. You would have better physical health. If you made 26 changes, would you be better off for it, regardless of time frame? Answer is probably unequivocally yes. You would be, because who wouldn't be? If you made 26 changes to, to get you closer to be the person that you wanted to be, you would be a better person. The only thing that's fucking you up on that is how quickly you want to be that person. But unfortunately, you can't go from, for example, me, you can't go from a suicidal kid that has absolutely no experience or expertise or knowledge in fucking anything outside of, I like to move my body like this because it makes me not want to bye-bye. I, I can't go from that to in one year's time, be me today. I can't do that. It would be impossible. It would be unreasonable for me to assume that. And if anybody told me that that's what would be happening, 
no idea. I had no idea that this is where I would actually be and things that I would actually be doing because I didn't plan that out. What I did plan though is to go to the gym to just do cardio because that is better than sitting at home or it was going to be better for me than just sitting at home and playing an extra two hours of video games. So that was what I did. I I wasn't at the gym for two hours. I allowed myself two hours because that way I could get to the gym, have a panic attack, leave the gym, have another panic attack, and then I could go back to the gym, do some cardio, and then have a panic attack on the cardio machine. And then I'd not want to get off the cardio machine because I'd be worried that people would be like, oh, that's not enough, or that's not this, or why is he getting off after 10 minutes? So I ended up doing an hour on the bike or the treadmill or the whatever because I was worried about what people were going to think of me. So that was a thing. And that, I knew that if I got on the bike, I wasn't going to get off because I was too petrified to actually get off of it. I was worried that people were going to read my thoughts and judge me and boo me and do all these weird things that I'm sure all of you have experienced at some point in your life. That was me. So I allowed myself two hours to do all of that and go to the shops afterwards and buy something for lunch and do this and do that and whatever it was. I was unemployed at the time, so I had a lot of time on my hands uh, because no one wants to hire a depressed man and a depressed man does not want to work. So uh, yeah, slowly I did the cardio because I knew that's what was going to be better for me in the long run. I could still come home and play video games. I could still come home and do whatever the fuck I wanted, but it was non-negotiable for me to get up and before I start playing, to go do cardio. That was it. Cardio, oh my God, nearly belted my mic. Cardio then became, oh, I saw that guy who looks pretty good. Uh, He's been doing seated chest press. I'm going to figure out how to do that. Like, what does that look like? So it was all of a sudden cardio and three max sets of seated chest press. That's it. And I was like, man, my chest is sore. I should probably do something for like my back. And then it became an exercise for chest and my back. And slowly over like two years, I think it was a year, 18 months, somewhere between one and two years. I'm not going to get bogged down on the time frame because I know that I suck with times. Somewhere between one and two years, it evolved from multiple panic attacks and struggling to get to the gym just for, just for anxiety, just for cardio into this is my four, five, six day split that I do. And then I ended up doing too much and then breaking it back down into, well, maybe I should do five days, have an extra rest day. Googling, what does a rest day look like? What do you do on a rest day? Oh, this is what you do. Okay, cool. And doing all of that for myself because it was just the next best step for me. And that led to me here practically 10, 10 years later. Fucking hell, 10 years later, a decade later. Getting old. Jesus Christ. I've noticed that my hair is starting to recede on one particular part and I don't, I don't love that but we do what we do. Good thing I've got short hair. So, uh, so yeah, that's where we're at. We make small changes, small little steps and do the things that are reasonable for you to assume that in 12 months time, you will be in a way better position than you are now. If you don't want to think that all or nothing to be like, Oh, what if I don't do this? And it's like 12 months time. Then you just go day by day. You break it down even smaller to just say, I want to be a better person today. I want to be a better person tomorrow than I was yesterday. So, How do I do that? What did I do yesterday? All of these shit things. Okay, well, instead of doing 10 shit things, what if I did nine shit things instead and I just got rid of that one? Like, what's the point? I'm only doing one less shit thing. Yeah, but, you know, if I do that, does it make me feel better? 
And this is the other thing with having an all or nothing mindset. You need to switch into a curious mindset, an experimental mindset, a trial and error mindset of it doesn't matter if you see the results immediately. It doesn't matter if you see the results at all. The best thing that we're trying to do is just get into the headspace of how does that make you feel? That is the thing that we are trying to do is to get you out of what are the quantifiable things like did I hit my calories or protein or macros or weight or any number that you can put onto it? Did all of those numbers go exactly the way that I would like them to in my perfect world? No, they didn't because they never fucking will. I tracked calories for like eight, nine years religiously. I think I hit everything perfectly maybe four times. And then at that point, it was like, eh, calories and protein, as long as they're okay. And, eh, you know, I'm eating pretty healthy. I know what to eat. And eh, it's probably fine. As long as I'm not eating like a cunt, then I'm doing pretty well, basically. And, I mean, I've sustained my results for 18 months now without tracking food. I track randomly here and there to make sure I'm eating, like, either under eating or eating enough or eating too much. All of those, though, same as with this, of getting into the all or nothing mindset, they all come off the back of... How do I feel within myself? Why does my body feel this? Why am I so tired? What's going on here? Why am I so hungry? And then I start tracking, okay, oh, I've been overeating or I've been undereating. I do what I'm normally doing, then track it and then go, oh, okay, well, that was too much or too little or maybe it was the fucking third bowl of porridge and it was just right. Who knows? For you, I want you to get into the experimental curiosity, trial and error mindset of how does it feel when I make this small change, I don't give a fuck about the results that you're going to see. I don't care if they're going to be quick enough for you or if they're too slow or if you don't see any results because this is a good thing about getting into trial and error. It's how does it make you feel? And if you feel better doing that, fantastic. If you feel like you're not getting the results that you want, what is one thing, I fucking say one, where's my goddamn camera? One thing, what is one thing that you can do next week and probably for the week after that to put yourself in a better position than you are right now because you're feeling good, but you don't feel like you're getting enough results. So what is one thing you can do to help that? And then over the next two weeks, you're now doing those two things that are making you feel better. Then that's four weeks. If we put that together, you can see how this is all going to start compounding. When you're in it, it will feel like time is dragging on forever. But I can guarantee you from the people that have finished the transformation program, the graduates, when they're in it, it feels like it's going on forever and that it's never going to end. Then I send them a message and say, hey, just a reminder, uh, we've only got three calls left. So let me know if there's anything in particular that you're struggling with that you would like to go over to make sure that you're set up for when we finish. I've got some things I want to run over, but I just want to make sure that we're on the same page and make sure we're ticking off the biggest things before we obviously part ways. And they go, holy shit, where has the time gone? How has it been six months already? If someone signs up, like I had a client sign up last week, they're starting this week at the time of recording, 16th of January. They are starting this week. They finish on the first week of July. So however many days it has been since you have listened to this on the 16th of January, every week that you push it on, it doesn't push it from like, oh, I'll start like mid-year, I'll start this, I'll start that. For me, I like looking at when do I finish. That's also really good for me getting motivated to do shit because if I leave my gym session and I go, oh yeah, well, if I, if I start now, that'll feel pretty good. 
But if I go, oh, if I start in half an hour, I could get in an extra half an hour of sleep or I could get in an extra 30 minutes of playing this game that I like. Oh, that's feeling pretty good. I'll do that. I look at the end and I go, if I don't start my workout now, that means I'll finish at seven. And that means I'll have to push my breakfast back till this and then I'm going to be hungry here and the medication won't kick in until here or whatever the fuck it is that I'm doing on that day. I won't be able to do this. It's going to push too much back. I think I'm going to run out of time. Fuck it. I might as well just get it done now. So I'm looking at that and going, I want as many people in for the challenge and the transformation program as possible so that they finish before I go on my two-week mid-year break for the school holidays when obviously Beth is off as well. So we spend some time together. I want people finished before that so that when I come back into it, I can have more people signed up and then go, yep, cool, let's get back into it. And then we finish before Christmas because I like finishing before Christmas, having people like if I could do it in a perfectly ideal world, I know this is off track, but go with me for a sec. If I could do this in a perfectly ideal world, I would have people starting with me on the first week of January. So that way they are finished mid-year. And that would be my 15 clients that I can take at one time or 20 It was 20 clients, now it's 15. 15 clients that I can take at any one time. They start the first week in January. They finished in July by the time I go on my break. Then when I come back from my break, I've got another 15, 20 people, whatever it's going to be, that I can work with up until Christmas. And that would be my perfect sort of break because that would be 48 weeks and that would give me four weeks worth of break. We love that. That would be perfect. Two weeks at Christmas, two weeks mid-year. Ideally, I'd like to be having like, you know, six weeks off, but hey, we'll figure that out for future peoples. But anywho, that would be perfectly ideal. Obviously, we don't do that and we just open it up continuously and we have people running over the new year period, Christmas and over that break and whatever. Obviously, we just pause and make sure that you're getting everything that you pay for. And we do that. Sometimes people get sick. We pause the program. We're flexible as fuck. But doing all of that would require a big change, but we are making the small changes by bringing out different programs. Same shit that we're going to be doing for you. We're going to be making that small change by taking what you already do and just changing it ever so slightly. That's what we want to be doing. Just, just, just a little bit, just, just a little push. That's what we want. So what are some of the things that you could be doing with what you're already doing to get that improvement, to start the process, to basically move you one step closer to becoming the person that you want to be? to being a better human, to feeling healthier. What is that one step that we can do? It's not about seeing amazing results right now. It is about laying the foundational work so that you can be a better person in 12 months so that you're not looking at right now and going, oh, I'll just leave it a week. Like, and this will fucking happen. I said at the start of the call, uh, said at the start of the call, God damn it. I said it at the start of this podcast where people were considering signing up for the eight-week challenge. And then a week when it started, a week after it started, they're like, oh, can we sign up? Like, we, we're now seeing all the stuff that, uh, that you're doing with all of this and the challenge, and it looks really fun and this and that. Can we jump in? It's like, no, you, you should have jumped in when it was actually open. Unfortunately, we can't do anything about it now. You'll have to sign up for the next one. Waiting and procrastinating is going to do fuck all. It does nothing but multiply the anxieties or worries or problems that you have. That's why... I do procrastinate a lot, but that's why I don't like doing it and what forces me to stop procrastinating because I know that if I, for example, don't record this podcast now, I'm going to have to find another time to do it and that's probably going to be on Thursday morning. What if I've got people that book in and the book in for PTs on that Thursday morning or I get some calls that are booked in for that Thursday morning, I then have to move it 
to either that Thursday night where I'm going to be super tired or that Friday during the day when I'm doing all of my client check-ins or God forbid, I'm going to have to do it on Saturday now. And the further I push it back, that also inconveniences Tanil because she has to do all the editing for getting it up on Instagram and listening and watching it to be able to find some quality times to go, yep, let's fucking clip that, do this, do that, and get it all up and running. I can't be bothered with that. That would feel bad for me. Also, I can't be fucked anymore working on Saturday. I do it every so often because I get into the mode. For example, the challenge, it ends at 12 on Saturday. That's because if there's any late stragglers, I can actually work over the weekend and on that Sunday to get them their shit that they need to start on the Monday. So I do that every so often because I like it. But I don't like procrastinating because it does nothing but worry me more. It does nothing but multiply the problems and anxieties that I have. I prefer to front load everything, get as much done as I can as quickly as I can so that I can just smash out as much as I can so that I can do whatever the fuck I want later. If I have 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. and I go, right, these, I'm going to get this, 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 this done, and I just fucking set onto it and go, boom, smash it all out, I can either then work on something else to get ahead of schedule or I can stop, play video games, do whatever I want, and I can be like, yep, I've done all the stuff I wanted to. Who cares if I'm playing Call of Duty or fucking football manager or whatever it is that I'm into at that time, Boulder's Gate, if I'm playing that from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m., I don't, I don't have anything else to do. I could work if I want to, and I know that there's some people out there to be like, oh, well, you've got fucking four hours. You could have been doing this or you could have been cleaning and doing that. Fucking, I know. I know. I've already put that into my schedule for doing the cleaning, for doing this, for doing that. I front load as much as I can so that I don't have to think about it or worry about it later which is why I love people doing morning workouts because then when it's done, they can come home and crash and enjoy their life and play games or spend time with their kids. They don't have to go, oh, I've got to get through all this stuff and then eight o'clock comes along and then I'm super tired and drained from the day, but I know that I have to go to the gym. Wake up earlier, get it done. You can go to bed an hour earlier and you can wake up an hour earlier and there's your extra time. Obviously, it depends on if you have the availability for someone to look after the kids, depending on how old they are, but hey, Whatever the fuck your situation is, you can definitely figure it out and you can definitely improve it and you can start making these small changes whenever the shit you want to. You just have to decide to want to and then done. That is it. Sorted. Give yourself some time to see the change and be patient. It is a fucking process. It is a process and a half. The I'm going to rattle these off because I know this has been going for a bit, but small change ideas. Making your bed before you get up. How does it feel doing the same thing you've always done, but now making your bed, feeling accomplished and coming home to a made bed? That's it. You can just start with that. Every, a lot of people wake up and they just go, yep, sweet, just like chuck pillows bed. But how would it feel if you like took an extra 60 seconds, 90 seconds to make your bed look just a little bit better, put the pillows the way that they're meant to, make the bed the way that it's sort of meant to, let the doona sit, you can do a fucking hotel fold, you can do whatever the shit you want, but how would it feel taking two minutes in the morning to make your bed, and then when you sit back and look at it, you go, sweet, and then you're on your way. Either that snowballs into you doing something else or taking action because it felt so good, or absolute worst case, you come home and the bed is made and it's almost fresh sheets or as fresh as you can get, and for that time, unless you fucking wash them every day, but that'd be annoying. That is something that you can do to start becoming a better person. It's not about, oh, how is that going to make me lose weight? And how is that going to make me do this? And how is that going to get me out of this situation for this? You know what? It's not. 
It's not going to help you lose weight. It's not going to help you build muscle. It's not going to help you do the things that you want to do at that level. But what it is going to do is start the foundation that when I wake up in the morning, I make my bed. All of a sudden, you have the standard that is better than most people to make their bed. I wake up in the morning and this is what I do. Imagine if you had that thought pattern or belief system with your gym or exercise or walking. When I wake up in the morning, I make my bed and go for a walk. My God, what does that person look like times by 52 weeks, 365 days? What do you think that person would look like in one year's time? Having the standard of waking up and going for a walk even five days a week. Making your bed is not a direct influence on losing weight, but something like that could be the catalyst for you feeling better within yourself and more confident within your decision-making or, no, it just feels really good when I do that, so I'm just going to keep doing that thing that makes me feel good. I'm going to do that and get up a little bit earlier and go for a walk. Fantastic. It starts to snowball. So the classic thing of like, everything happens for a reason. I, you know, I believe it to a degree, but I don't fucking agree with it. I'm going to say that. I believe it, but I don't agree with it. So, yes, the main reason I don't believe it in it is because it feels like it's a very religious thing to say, to be like, God always has a plan. And I'm like, the fuck he does? He put us down here in a fucking battle royale to figure it out. There's been, well, about to be three world wars. So uh, that doesn't uh, exactly sit well with me in the sense of he has a plan. He's fucking figuring it out. He's like all of us. He's like, what would happen if I push this button? Oops, COVID. What would happen if I did this? Oh, whoops, World War II. Ah, well, you get that on the big jobs? Doesn't have an idea, like all of us. We've got no plan, we've got no purpose, we've got no fucking idea until we spend enough time in the shit and we eventually figure out what our individual purpose is and we figure out what the things are that make us feel good that then lead to the purpose. All we do is double down on the things that make us feel good and if you're doubling down on the things that make you feel shit unknowingly or anything, like unintentionally, that's where people eventually five, ten years later go, fuck, how did I put on this weight? How did I get here? Because you're unintentionally or unaware of what is happening within your life because you're not doubling down on anything good or you're not focusing on the things that are good or it's not bad enough or it's not noticeable enough for you to make that change until all of a sudden, boom, oh, fuck, where did this come from? Like I always say, it will be imperceptible to the human eye for someone to gain 100 grams of fat every week. 5.2 kilos a year, times that by five years, 25 kilos. And all you've done is gain 100 grams per week. That sounds scary, but you could gain 600 grams in the week, lose 700 grams in that week. You could do that for ages. You could fluctuate within a kilo for an entire year. And all you have to do is wake up and just do the thing. Like I wake up, I make my bed, I go for a walk. That's the thing. That could be the difference between, oh my God, in five years time, how did I put on 25 kilos? And I've maintained my weight for about five years. Like, what do you do? I get up, I make my bed, I go for a walk. It could be that simple. I don't know, obviously you, your unique situation, but having that standard of making small changes and allowing them to become a part of your lifestyle and belief system and the standards that you hold for yourself, it could have that influence on you so that in five, 10 years time, you don't go, fuck, how did this happen? You go, I've maintained pretty well. I don't really know what I've done though. But that's what people do who have that healthy lifestyle. Like I know 
for myself and a lot of my clients who end up setting up that gym routine and setting up the basically healthy lifestyle. And they go, oh, what am I going to do after the program? I feel <laughs> it's, it's fucking dangerous because it's, it's everyone that finishes. They go, what am I going to do when I finish the program? Like, how am I going to keep doing with all this stuff? And I'm like, you wake up and do the things that you have been doing the entire time we've been working together. You wake up, you go to the gym. Why do you go to the gym? Oh, it feels good and amazing and this and that. Sweet. There were a couple of weeks in there where you didn't go to the gym. What happened then? I felt shit. I was tired. I was sluggish. Like all this stuff happened. Sweet. So I'm pretty confident that you're not going to let yourself intentionally feel shit because you'll feel that. And when you did feel shit, you were like, no, I'm back into it. I've done it. And you pulled yourself out of it. Yes, I, I was there to basically be the external validation to be like, hey, what do we do? But I highly doubt that people are going to intentionally make themselves feel like shit or allow themselves to feel like shit, particularly after doing the program where they go, okay, how do I get out of this? What do I need to do? And they ask all the questions that we've gone through for the past six months, pull themselves out of it, get back on track. And now they're fucking killing it. Fantastic. Worst case, we jump on a phone call again. What are you doing? I don't know. Fucking fix it. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) I do that for a few people because I message them and they go, I'm in a rut. This is what's going on. I don't know what's changed. This, 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 and jump on a phone call with them. Okay, cool. Let's do this. Like, fuck, that makes so much sense. And then we do that. There's no charge for that because they finished the program. They're graduates and I'll do fucking anything for my graduates because they've allowed me to live my life, the dream life that I want to be living. They've paid me to talk to me to get the results. They've got the results. It's a win-win situation. And now I'm going to make sure that they keep doing that because if, you know, long-term business strategy as well, if they have anyone that is in the same boat as them, go to Travis, go to Laura, go to the fitness genie. They will change your life. I can guarantee it. That's why we do it. Plus, it's just the good, normal, good person thing to do. It's, it's a human thing to do. I want to help. I want to care for people. If I didn't have to charge for this, then I fucking wouldn't. But the money, the price of everything is the price of everything for a particular reason, for projections, for all of that stuff. So we're not just chucking a fucking number out there and being like, ah, sounds right. (laughs) Everything is planned, has a purpose, and it all has a strategy behind it based on what we need to be able to hit for basically living and doing the things we want to be doing, which is what I want you to do as well. Find those small things. Another small thing. When you make a sandwich, instead of caking on the margarine or maybe even the mayo or the fucking anything that would be considered like a high fat thing, Instead of caking it on, how does it feel with none on there? Does the sandwich feel too dry? Does it feel normal? Does it feel about the same, but something's sort of missing? If it feels too dry or anything, hell, you've now got that experience, that trial and error to say, I tried it without margarine, but it was too dry. Didn't really like it. If I was trying really hard to lose weight, I'd force myself to enjoy it. But let's see how it feels with just like a small spread on it. Maybe that'll help out instead of the full cake on thing. How, what is the thinnest layer of margarine you can do or mayo that you can do while still getting a decent sandwich? How does that feel? Exact same thing that you're already doing, but you're just changing something about it ever so slightly to maybe get some better health benefits. Maybe to, yeah, just get some health benefits, feel better. And that's why I like doing this trial and error curious mindset because it's not about what results did you see from changing that margarine? It's like, how did you feel? And if you feel the exact fucking same, but you know that you're making a change, like, oh, I didn't notice any results, or I didn't feel any better, or I didn't do this, well, then guess what? You've still made a change that is going to compound over a long time because now you're not doing that, gaining 100 grams per week, theoretically. 
You're not gaining that 100 grams per week. And then in X amount of years time going, fuck, how did this happen? You've made that change. And if you don't feel any better, fan-fucking-tastic, you have still made a change for your physical health and it hasn't changed anything about the way that you feel. Fucking awesome. That's what we want for a lot of people. It doesn't feel like a change. That's amazing. So then from there, oh, that didn't feel amazing for changing my health. It's not. Better go back to what I was doing. If you didn't feel any different, but you have made a change, keep doing that thing because it didn't make you feel any worse. May not have made you feel any better, but it didn't make you feel any worse. So keep doing that thing because it is a change for your physical health. It is something better for your physical health and it didn't make you feel any worse. So what can you add on top of that to make yourself feel better? Well, looking at the sandwich, it's just ham and cheese. It's like, okay, what would happen if you swapped the ham for like thinly sliced chicken breast and you put that on there instead to get more protein in? It's like, oh yeah, I started feeling a bit more full. Awesome. Sweet. So just from doing that, do you feel like you need your 2 p.m. sort of pick-me-up snack now? Like, nah, that's actually been pushed back to like 3, 3.30 is when I sort of get hungry, but sometimes, you know, I'm busy or this and I can't do that. Cool. So from swapping the margarine and going from ham to chicken, you've decreased the amount of calories that you're getting. You've increased the amount of protein that you're getting. God, filming in vertical is fucking doing my head in because I can't do big hand gestures. My God. If anyone knows any software for filming vertically, I'm using OBS Studio at the moment, but that's going to suck when I have guests. Uh, If you have any software solutions for filming in vertical, that would be amazing for post-edit as well. Please let me know because this is doing my fucking head in and I really need big hand movements. Movements. I need big hand movements. But anywho. Um... You've decreased the calories from the margarine. You've increased the protein from adding in the chicken. And you've potentially every second day gotten rid of a snack that was like 200 calories of just pure sugar. More sustained energy, maybe? Just from making that one change of, I want to see how I feel with less margarine. Uh, It didn't make me feel any worse, but, you know, might as well. What's another thing I can do, I guess? Uh, Let's see if we can get more protein in. Uh, What does that look like? Uh, Probably some fucking chicken, chuck it in the air, for like season it, cut it up, chuck whatever herbs and spices you want on it, air fryer, oh my god, there we go, slice it up into little things, sandwich, there you go, chicken and cheese sandwich, fucking amazing, these are the small things and this is how they all add up, this is exactly what we do for people, obviously we speed the process up because we know what we're looking for as coaches and what you're giving us, doing this for yourself, it may take a little bit of extra time, that's okay. Ask yourself the right questions and just start improving your life. That's what we're looking for. When you go to the gym or you wake up in the morning or at your lunch break, this is the one I was looking for before, or at your lunch break, when you normally scroll TikTok, how does it feel going for a 15-minute walk? Just on doom scrolling TikTok. So you've already found, you're on the podcast already, so I can give you this information because if it wasn't and it was Instagram, I'd probably be fucked for people not scrolling TikTok because I get a lot of clients that follow, that find me and follow me and find the podcast and end up working with us because they're doom scrolling TikTok at 11 at night. First thing we do, probably don't do that. (laughs) I'm thankful that you found me on there by doing that, but now it's not going to lead to you improving your health. So what would it feel like? Have you picked up a fucking tone or a common thread as to what I'm doing for this week? Like, what would it feel like from those results? Like from doing that thing? How would it feel for you instead of doom scrolling TikTok? How would it feel reading or listening to a sleep meditation or 
going for a walk before bed or doing some yoga in the fucking lounge or doing this or moving your body in some sort of way and disconnecting from something to calm your nervous system down and then go into sleep. How do you sleep? How do you feel? How does that make you better? Getting more exercise in, like taking the stairs instead, getting that incidental activity in, going for a walk to break up your day. How much more productive did you feel coming back from that walk? Which, by the way, any desk workers out there, if you do struggle with productivity in the afternoon, try to get at least 15 minutes in the sunshine if you can, but any sort of physical activity for 15 minutes, you can have a fucking dance party if you want to. I can guarantee that you will come back into the afternoon more focused and more productive because it definitely worked for me. And there's some studies out there that say it is more productive for you to come back from your lunch break or from your midday break or whatever the fuck it is after moving your body and exercising. So fun little tip there for the efficiency aficionados. Before you go to the shops, this is the last one and then I'll call it. Before you go to the shops, instead of going there and being like, oh, what do I feel like? I feel like this isn't a lot of people, but it's what came to my mind. Before you go to the shops, take 15 minutes to write a list of what you need and want. How does it feel having your meals for the next however long organized instead of guessing, like getting to lunch on Tuesday and going, fuck, I don't have anything. What am I going to do? Oh, I've got this and this and this. How am I going to whip that together? How can I put, oh, fuck, it's too much. I'll get Uber Eats. How does it feel going to the shops knowing that your entire week of lunches or the next three days of lunches are planned for and all you have to do is just fucking get the stuff out of the fridge cook it how would that make you feel these four things few things that we've listed making your bed and maybe going for a walk in the morning 10 minute walk in the morning let's call it making your bed led to you going for a 10 minute walk in the morning fantastic couple that with going for a 15 minute walk at lunch and maybe taking some extra stairs because you want to be more productive at work and you know that you're going to be more productive by going for that walk. Fantastic. There's four things we've already done. More incidental activity. You've gotten a walk in in the afternoon to be more productive at work. You've made your bed and you've also gotten a 10 minute walk in in the morning. What does it look like at night when you do a sleep meditation, when you do some yoga, when you do any sort of exercising, when you have a dance party when you do whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. You spend some time with your kids, your partner, your dogs, your fur babies, your whatever it is. How does life start looking compounding all of these things for you? And when you start making that change with the lunch, for example, higher protein, less calories, how does that make you feel? How would all of those tiny little quote unquote insignificant things feel compounded over 12 months? I'm willing to bet that as an absolute worst case, that if you did those small things, you would stop gaining weight. That you would, obviously, I can't fucking guarantee that for every individual, but I would be putting a lot of money on the general populace of people who did that, who don't do that already. If they did that in some sort of capacity over the next 12 months, they would be in a much better position than if they hadn't. There's obviously no way to know that, but we can basically look at the past five, 10 years of your journey and your health and your situations. And if you haven't been doing that, What's the type of life we have at the moment? Probably not that great, I'm going to say. But if you want it to be better, what's something we can do to be and feel better? That's something we can do. So I hope that helped in any capacity. Um, again, just a reminder for the challenge, intake closes on Saturday the 27th of January at 11.59 a.m. So make sure you were in before then. I have made this challenge. I, I thought to myself when I made the challenge or when I've remade the shit, 
how would I make this and present it and deliver it? And what would I expect from myself if I was charging 800 bucks for it, 1200 bucks for it, $1,500 for it? If I was charging 1349, how would I want that to be delivered? And I've done exactly that, except I've gotten rid of the thousand and just left it at 349. The amount of value in this thing is quite literally fucked. So get in, enjoy it, have fun, get good results, leave a testimonial slash feedback, and then join the next one if you want to get into that. Otherwise, use it as the kickstart for something else that we have coming up uh, after the challenge and then also mid-year. And then, or you could just use it, not pay us any more money because you're in such an awesome position. There you go. We've done our job and you now have a way better life because you did that kickstart. So there is literally nothing to lose, particularly with the money back guarantee. Stop procrastinating. Get on it. Cannot tell you enough how, how much I'm in love with this challenge and what it does. I've always wanted to do something like this. And now I actually have the capacity and feedback and the path forward as to how to deliver it and get results for people in this capacity. So get on it, get in it, do all the stuff, enjoy it. Let me know how you go. But for the love of God, go to Instagram, get on the bio, buy it, do it, all the stuff. If you liked this episode or this podcast, I would love to hear from you. DM me on Instagram, like what part you thought was amazing. Or I'm going to be doing more Q&As with podcasts at the end of these episodes to be like, hey, uh, Alison asked this question. I would probably do ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Oh, Tanil asked this question. I'm going to start doing more Q&As because I just... I want to have a more open conversation with people to be like, hey, it's probably this and this and just provide even more value. So if you would like to do that, keep an eye out for uh, Instagram stories, TikTok videos, asking for questions to be like, hey, I'm filming a podcast. What questions do you have for me? Ask me fucking anything and I will answer it as best I can on this podcast. Uh, But yeah, have an amazing day. Sign up to the challenge. Uh, Leave a review. Share the podcast or just message me on Instagram and say, Hey, I really liked this or you are way off the mark with this and we can just have a conversation and figure it out and make sure that you're getting the help. So that's what we're here for. Have an amazing time. I'll speak to you all in the next one.